May we start? I want to get your opinion on something. To the bigger picture. Now it's time. From B Media Production, this is Podcasting Essentials. Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of season 3. I'm Nick Schuldberger, Managing Director of B Media Production. This episode, headliner co-founder Oliver Wellington tells us about their uh, online tool that makes it super easy to take snippets from your podcast and turn them into videos that can be shared on social media. We'll hear from Oliver in a moment, but first, my co-host this episode is Nicole Goodman, and this topic is close to your heart, being a digital marketer. Hey, Nick. Yeah, look, any tool that's easy to use, intuitive, kind of click and play, fun, and helps promote content is a bit of a slam dunk. I love using this tool. I love Headliner. And actually, Oliver's been in the startup game for a while. Uh, He's established a number of online tools, the latest being Headliner, and it's become one of the most popular audio to video creators on the market. Yeah, it's a terrific tool, which we use quite a bit with the podcast that we produce. But we'll talk more about that in a moment. First, though, Chris Ashmore spoke to Oliver, and he first asked, what was the idea behind Headliner? Originally, um, we were called Spare Min, and we were an app that helped people record and share conversations online, kind of like a... This is a couple years ago. And one element of that was we allowed people to embed these conversations as video on websites. And funny enough, like the app got decent usage, nothing crazy, but the most requested thing and the most thing that people, podcasters especially, were most interested in was these little videos that they could make using Headliner. And so from there, we just kind of started focusing more and more on that aspect of things. And um, over the past year and a half, Uh, Headliner has kind of become one of the main ways that podcasters uh, promote their content on social media. Was that the intent in the beginning, an understanding that podcasting was getting popular and there was a space for this, or was it more social media promotion in general? I mean, I'm I'm a huge uh, podcast fan and have been for a while, and just in audio in general. And so I was super interested in the space and wanted to do something in podcasting. And so this was back in uh, 2015 that we started um, working on Spearman. So I think like it grew more out of being involved in podcasting than it did from social media. But now we kind of cover both areas. Well, if we uh, dive deep into the nitty gritty and the practicalities of the app, Oliver, how can a podcaster use Headliner to market their podcast episode? And do you have an example? Sure. So, um, Generally, the easiest thing to do is to take a small clip from your podcast episode, something that you like, or just kind of, you know, you could even select something at random just to see how it does on social and not be too precious about everything, because I think it's important to put out a quantity of content. I mean, it's important to have high quality too, but especially when you're testing what works and what doesn't, it's good to test lots of stuff. But anyhow, you take a clip of your episode, and then in Headliner, you can add um, a moving waveform, captions, background image art you could also add actual video and videos you know and you can kind of create full-fledged videos and you just quickly put that together in headliner using one of our our audiogram wizard or you can jump right into our editor and then uh, share that out from headliner and post it to social it's actually uh, pretty simple in terms of examples um our website has a bunch of great ones um headliner.app slash gallery and there you can kind of see a bunch of different ones from like large 
news organizations like CNN podcasts down to like smaller podcasters too, like Masters of Scale. There's one from um, Mark Marin, WTF podcast has one up there. I saw one today that was featuring like Anna Wintower from The Economist that was online that had 2.1 million views. So it's kind of like all over the place. But if you've seen these online, you've probably seen something made on Headliner. <laughs> and how long does it take to put one together? So it could take anywhere from um, 45 seconds, if you're making a very simple one, up to, um, you know, up to an hour for a full-fledged kind of video. And it could take even longer, if you know, depending on what you're doing, if you want to get really creative with it. But it's kind of flexible in that you can do things very quickly or you can get really creative and do a lot of wild stuff. Do you have any idea of um, how many Facebook videos, for example, are watched without the sound on? The latest that I've seen from last year was that 85% of uh, videos on Facebook are watched with the sound off, which highlights why it's so important to caption your videos, because especially for podcasting, right? If you caption a video with like live action people doing stuff, that's one thing. But for podcasting, I mean, your main core element audio, you know, the, that medium isn't super friendly on the web. The web isn't really made for it. So if you can kind of turn those into the captions, then people without the sound off can read it and uh, you have a much higher chance of converting them to be fans of yours or to check out your podcast. Headliner has its own library of videos, images and GIFs. Is that right? Yeah, so uh, it kind of depends on which plane you're on a little bit but um, and which countries you're in. But uh, basically, within Headliner, you can add images from open source stuff from Google and Microsoft. And then also for the paid plans, you have access to Getty editorial images. And then for video and, and stock images, we, we have stuff from Storyblocks in place there. And then also uh, GIFs you can get from Tenor as well. And I don't know, like kind of you can search within Headliner, find those elements and add them to your video. Headline is mostly free, isn't it? Yeah, so we started out like totally free and and then kind of what happened was um, we wanted to keep developing it and enough people said they were willing to pay us that we were like, all right, I guess we'll, um, you know, we were trying out some more experimental business models, but we switched to kind of a SaaS model. And so people pay, can pay monthly or yearly for access to the pro version of Headliner, but the free version is, has a lot of options to it. And, um, you actually can create 10 videos without a watermark. And then after that they're watermarked, but you can still create as many videos as you want for free. Now, for those who are thinking of doing an audiogram with Headliner or any type of audiogram, I suppose just a few things. Firstly, what makes a good length audiogram? So some of that's kind of dependent on the platform you're sharing. So if you're sharing to Instagram, uh, stories, for example, like they'll break things up, but 15 seconds is around the, the time that a story would be. If you're on you know, Facebook or Twitter, generally... Anywhere from like, it seems like popular that people go from 45 seconds to about maybe up to two minutes. And then on YouTube, uh, longer content often does well. So people will often put their full episodes up on YouTube, which could be anywhere up to a couple hours. But, you know, I think every podcast audience is a little different. So there's not like a one size fits all answer for that question. But I think in general, it's good to start out short because those are easier to create uh, and get just how you want and then kind of build up from there. 
Well, I suppose people's attention span isn't that long on Instagram or Facebook. They're flipping through from one story to another, so it's got to fit within that reasonable time frame, I'd imagine. Yeah, shorter is definitely better. I mean, I think like, you know, 45 seconds is plenty of time to grab someone's attention. I mean, it's even more time than they most likely even would give you <laughs> if they're flipping through. <laughs> now, video versus a static image underneath the uh, writing, which works best, do you think? In general, video will, will do a bit better. But for the most part, I think it's also a little bit dependent on your particular audience. So I, I suggest that everyone kind of tries both and see what works best for them. And the most common thing you do see is the static image. And so I always tell people to try out video and see if it works for you and you think if it's worth the extra couple minutes uh, to use video. Right. The text itself, is there any, um, I don't know, research done on if a bigger font or a bolder font is better, whether it's centered in the middle or down the bottom, or if the text itself is animated or unanimated? Any, any sort of research on that? Yeah, so we've done some um, tests on this stuff and, and put it up on our blog, headliner.app slash blog slash test. And um, funny enough, the animated stuff didn't actually perform as well as the non-animated text, which I thought was kind of hilarious because we'd all thought, and based on what we see, that the animated stuff would do much better, but it actually didn't. Um, it doesn't mean you shouldn't try it, but in terms of text, yeah, the uh, bold stuff tends to do pretty well in the very middle or the lower third of the the video. Um, I think most importantly, though, it's just that it's readable and big and bold. Funny enough, like the the caption style itself wasn't the best. Like the standard caption style wasn't the best performing one in what we did. But yeah, big and bold is is definitely the way to go. <laughs> now, as a podcast lover that you are, Oliver, um, from your point of view with the podcasting industry, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges podcasters face in the near future? Man, I mean, I think the biggest challenge that podcasters face is probably the same challenge that, is, that they've always faced, and that's just finding enough time to get it all done. I mean, I've talked to lots of podcasters in the past couple of years, and I've actually made a few podcasts myself, and I think listeners underestimate how much effort goes into every single second of audio that's being delivered to them. And it's just a lot of work to get the podcast created, you know, just the whole process of creation. I won't even get into that. But so say once you've created it, then you have to go out and promote it if you want people to listen to it. And that's a whole other job. So just finding enough time in the in the day to kind of get the things done is, is probably the biggest challenge. In terms of like, if you're starting a podcast today, I think that the kind of industry has matured a little bit. So if you were to look through the top couple hundred or even top thousand podcasts on, say, the iTunes charts, I've noticed that a lot of them are now podcasts that are being put out by established brands, right? So it used to be that if you signed up your podcast and whoever you are, you, you have a pretty good shot of, you know, if you do a good job and, and market it properly, you can get into the top ranking. But it seems like more and more people at the top are other than like, you know, Joe Rogan, but he's also a huge media brand at this point. Um, but like, you know, their podcast being put out by like ABC news or Gimlet or any of these other great, I mean, they're great podcasts, but I think if you're just starting out, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot more competition from established brands with big teams uh, working on them. Well, I suppose it's like any product. You've got to spend time to market it and promote it to get the word out as well. And kind of leads me to this question about Headliner. Your 
ubiquitous now, headliner I see, you know, splashed out everywhere. How do you market headliner? You know, a lot of how we people find us is through referrals and it, it's all been totally natural up until now. We're going to go to a podcast movement in uh, August this year. And we went last year and we do some conferences and events, but the biggest thing that's happened is that podcasters found out about us and then share it with their friends. And then we're still kind of at that phase where it's mostly natural refer- referral growth. And we actually just released a referral program. So now that people um, who refer their friends can go to in their account setting area, there's a, a section called get free headliner and you go there and you can share uh, your link or email your friends that might want to sign up a link. And, and basically they'll sign up and get some free time in pro. And then you'll also get some free time in pro too. So we hope that'll kind of help improve that even more. But yeah, that's kind of like the main the main growth driver has just been uh, word of mouth. Well, final question, Oliver. What podcasts do you listen to? Oh, boy. Well, I listen to, you know, some of the standard ones you might think of, like Radio Lab, This American Life. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, The Comedian. I listen to Every Little Thing from Gimlet, uh, Crime Town, and then I've I've noticed that the the podcast charts have been taken over by these like true crime documentary podcasts, and so I've just been like consuming them like I have a, a little bit of a binge addiction or something I don't know, but my kind of like I, you know it'll shift over time what I listen to, but that's like what I'm listening to now. But yeah, I, I listen to probably about twenty a week, twenty or thirty podcasts a week. Sounds like you're addicted. A little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's mostly like I have a, a decent time on the train every day to commute. and But yeah, I probably have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> well, Oliver, thank you so much for your time. Good luck with Headliner. And um, yeah, I hope it all goes well. Awesome. Thanks so much, Chris. That was Oliver Wellington from Headliner with our very own Chris Ashmore. The stats kind of speak for themselves. I mean, it, it's such a simple tool and, and it draws in 2.1 million views. Yeah, uh, on one of the videos, uh, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, and we actually on a previous episode talked about some A/B testing that Sharon Taylor from Omni Studio did with a Hamish and Andy podcast, where they compared using headliner videos to promote a podcast in social media versus embedding like the whole episode with just a static player or something like that. Right. And they got up to seven times the impressions and engagement with the headliner mm. short snippet videos versus the, the full play. So I think it's about obviously choosing your platform. If you're using sure. YouTube, people expect to watch longer videos. But in social media, especially Facebook, I was actually quite surprised that 75% of videos are watched with no audio. Yeah, it's a really high number. And actually, I tend to watch a lot of videos with no sound as well because if I'm watching videos... This sounds a bit dodgy, but watching videos at night, I kind of want my silent rest time, but I'm really interested in what I'm looking at, so I won't turn the sound on. And a lot of people are using Facebook at the same time as watching TV or doing other things. So again, they just are scrolling through. So that's where Headliner is just perfect. Perfect, exactly. We actually had an experience of using Headliner ourselves recently for a client of ours, uh, Mazar, the tax advisors. They ran a post-election breakfast, which... We went to, and we recorded an audio interview with a speaker that they normally have there live each year, but he couldn't be there this year. So we packaged up some audio for them, 
And rather than just play the audio live in the room, which is kind of weird because you don't know where to look and yeah. what to do. So we use Headliner yeah. to have a video version with uh, the picture of the speaker and uh, the waveform. And you were there. It was much, yeah. much nicer, wasn't it? Much nicer and allowed you to put different contents or different images along the journey of the audio. And Headliner just seamlessly allows you to do that. That's right. I forgot we put in mm. the forecast figures into the on the screen as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And it looked extremely professional and the room looked quite impressed, if I say so myself. And uh, it was done really efficiently. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's move on because there's a few other things we want to discuss today. Um, the first being Apple's announcement that they're going to pursue original podcasts. Yes. Huge news. And exciting news. No, really. Yeah. Exciting news. And I guess the podcasting community is wondering what this means for the indie podcast community, what it means for brands. What is Apple going to do? I think their strategy is a little bit under wraps at the moment, or it's, it hasn't been made too clear at this stage. And how will Apple make money? Uh, are they going to? Are they going to put podcasts behind a paywall? Um, what's going to happen? And look, a lot of this is really in response to the big moves made by Spotify, um, Luminary, and for iTunes or Apple Podcasts who have owned this space for so long. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do and how they become competitive, I think. They're still number one. I mean, that's where you want your podcast is on Apple Podcasts, without doubt, with 50 to 70% of listening done through Apple yeah, Podcasts. I'm less concerned about how they monetize it. I'm sure they'll find a way to make mm. money. And I don't, I don't mind if they do put some of it behind a paywall. I know some people will say, no, it should be free. Mm. But why? Why shouldn't podcasts or, or some of this content be consumed by people that are prepared to pay a little bit for it? I think the main thing, as you said, Apple is still the market leader as far as listenership, mm. if they produce high-quality content, that's just going to draw more people to podcasts. We've jumped up and down with excitement about the 144 million people in the US that are now <laughs> listening to podcasts. Mm. But that also means that there's almost another 140 million people that aren't listening to podcasts. So yeah. the more people that come across to the platform, there's more people listening and more people in the podcast community that will find other podcasts mm. that are being produced by everybody. Yeah. And it's exciting too. I mean, I can't get enough of really good quality content and there's so much out there, but, you know, how is Apple going to up the game and, and what's new and exciting that's going to come out? It's great for creators, for podcasters as well, to think about, um, you know, how would they potentially pitch to Apple or what do they need to do? But, um, yeah, exciting times. But like with everything, when things are growing and doing well, along come the naysayers as That's well. Right. <laughs> and there's been a few articles with catchy headlines like, don't make a podcast. Yes. And people saying there are too many podcasts. Yeah. Have we hit peak podcast? There's this podcast panic. Everyone just needs to calm down. <laughs> but I think what's interesting about a lot of these articles is in the end, they're quite positive about the industry and about podcasting in general. I think the main takeaway is you've got to care about what you're talking about and what you're engaging your listeners in. If you're wanting to have a conversation in such an intimate medium, you've got to care and put the effort in. Otherwise, you will pod fade or, or become one of the thousands that aren't moving forward with their series. But... Um, Podcasting is not going anywhere anytime soon. And Tom Webster from Edison Research responded to some of these mm. articles with what he thinks will kill podcasting. Yes. And it's cheap, crappy ads, basically. Yeah, it's terrifying. That's what we should panic about. <laughs> 
you know, as soon as some of the big players start considering ads at a cheap CPM, then we start needing to worry because then it's badly produced ads that are just slotted in into what are really some well-produced podcasts where a lot of money and time have gone in. And the moment someone starts to say yes to $5 or somewhere around there, CPM, it all just starts to fall apart. Well, you come from a digital marketing background. What's your advice to the agencies out there? I think the agencies really need to start viewing podcasting as a viable medium, as part of their 360-degree offering to clients. In the past, it was just above the line, below the line. We really need to start thinking about, as we've spoken about before, audio branding. What do their clients' brands sound like? People are in the podcasting space. It's irrefutable. The numbers are there. The data's there. And to sink some money into uh, what is a fast-growing industry is almost becoming a no-brainer. And podcasting, while it's a low barrier to entry medium, the quality is really what's important. And so brands should be aiming for that as well. And putting money into the ads for great quality podcasts. What you don't want to see is great quality podcasts stuffed with random, poor quality, poorly produced ads that are cheap because then no one's going to want to listen. And when no one wants to listen, as I said before, the audience is what podcasting is really about. Without an audience, you got nothing. So uh, it's quality in the podcast production and quality in the advertisements. I couldn't agree more. Well, I think that's all we have time for on this episode of Podcasting Essentials. Thanks, Nicole, for joining me again. Thanks for having me. Well, look, there's so much happening in the podcasting space at the moment. It's quite hard to know where to begin, to be honest. So if you need some help navigating your way through and understanding how audio content can, in fact, build engagement for your brand, you can go to our website, be.com.au, or drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. From all of us at B Media Production, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>